listening to CAC Radio, Eastern Kentucky's best internet radio station. Do you have a home church? Are you looking for a place that you can bring your family and receive love and encouragement? Then welcome to Cornerstone Apostolic Church, where you'll find a safe place for you and your family, a place where praise and worship is encouraged and the preaching and teaching of God's Word is anointed and fulfilling. No matter where you are on your journey in life or your journey with the Lord, you'll find what you're looking for at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. Welcome to A Little Bit of Church Every Day, Home Bible Study 21st Century Style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net, whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. It is a Monday morning. That's right. It is Monday, December the 18th. So you got about seven more days to Christmas. Yeah, just a week out. And, uh, well, a lot of things... uh, I guess you got to do last minute. If you're like me, you put off everything to last minute trying to prepare. I ask everybody, are you prepared for Christmas? And they say, well, as prepared as I 
can be, so I guess that's where we're at. But glad you could join us. We took a few days off last week, and uh, our schedule was such that we couldn't uh, get on the air during our regular time. So uh, instead of rescheduling something later, we just went ahead and took a couple of days off, and we're back on the air this morning. So uh, thank you for joining us this morning from the East Coast to the West Coast and around the world. Because without you, there'd be no need for us to be here because we have 10 years now that is under our belt. And uh, so, uh, yeah, and you know what? Uh, Our uh, church at CAC uh, that I pastor uh, threw us a little surprise 10-year anniversary party at uh, after Wednesday service on uh, the last Wednesday we had. And so uh, we... We got to uh, enjoy a, a good time of celebrating 10 years of CAC Daily ICAST. Also, uh, we will be taking a Christmas break coming up, and that will be starting on Wednesday. Uh, we will take Wednesday all the way through to the end of the year, which our next uh, broadcast will be January the 2nd after Wednesday. So we got today, tomorrow, and then uh, we we won't broadcast on Wednesday, uh, but uh, we will be uh, back January the 2nd. So taking a little Christmas break there from everything, and I know that you've got a lot of stuff you got to do during the Christmas season, so that gives everybody a little time to spend time with family, get that last-minute shopping done, and not have to worry about trying to catch a broadcast. So uh, today and tomorrow is our last broadcast until January the 2nd. So just keep that in mind and let everybody know, especially if somebody contacts you and asks, why isn't the broadcast? Have they quit? Just say, no, they ain't quit. Just took a little vacation. Well, uh, let's see what the weather's doing because, well, we got some... uh, threat of a coating to an inch of snow here in East Kentucky. Looks like that uh, today's going to just be a high of about 39 degrees, but it's going to be cloudy and colder as the day goes on, and rain is going to turn to snow this morning, then afternoon snow showers. Any heavier snow uh, could quickly coat some roads and reduce visibility and this weather winter or winter weather advisory is from 11 a.m. this morning until 4 a.m. on Tuesday. So it's not started yet, but uh, it's just uh, just around the corner. They think that it'll be somewhere around 11 a.m. today that this starts, and it just a coating to an inch. But if you know anything about East Kentucky, you get an inch of snow. In East Kentucky, it brings everybody to a halt. Yeah, it brings everybody to a halt. But um, tomorrow, going to be 34, cold with some clouds and then sunshine. And it looks like that it's going to be pretty nice sunshine all the way through Christmas. I know. I know. I know, everybody likes a little snow on Christmas. 
but, you know, we'll just take whatever comes our way. But it looks like that uh, Thursday's 49. Look at Friday. The 22nd is 53. The 23rd's 55. The 24th is 50. And look at there on Monday, the 25th, 56 degrees, partly sunny. Oh. I know, but that's what happens. Sometimes we get snow. Sometimes it's no. Sometimes we just get told no, right? But anyway, we do have a little snow today, so just kind of take pictures, put it, you know, in front of you on your iPhone on Christmas Day and think about the, you know, snow that did happen. But anyway, I don't know when it's been the last time we've had a really a snowy winter uh, that you can consider snow, uh, snowy winter. We, of course, have had... Uh, you know, three inches and six inches and even every now and then a foot of snow, but it's just like it's there one day and gone the next. Um, but uh, I remember growing up, maybe maybe this is just what everybody thinks they remember, but I remember growing up uh, that we always had a, um, a snow uh, that would fall and it would last on the roads. We would sleigh ride and and all of that for a week at a time. And now it seems like that it snows and tomorrow it's gone. And it's just been doing that. And, you know, it used to have anywhere from four to six inches of snow all the time. That was normal snow. That was a light snow most of the time. But uh, maybe, as I said, maybe where we were smaller, we just thought, the one and two inch snows was knee deep because we were smaller. <laughs> you know, uh, I got tickled. Um, I was trying to tell my oldest sister one time that I saw a, a woman that worked at a restaurant that reminded me of my mother. And my mother passed away when I was 12. And I said, I had to do a double take when I saw her. I said, uh, you know, she was uh, tall and, and thin and, and just looked just like her. And my sister started dying laughing. I said, what are you laughing about? And she said, you said tall. Said, mother was barely five foot tall. <laughs> I said, well, I always thought she was tall. She said, that's because she was little. <laughs> so, yeah. Houses were always bigger, and uh, people were always taller because we were always smaller. <laughs> I thought it was funny. But uh, anyway, welcome to the broadcast today. We'll try to get through today and tomorrow, and then we're going to take a, a week and a half off, and uh, we'll be back January the 2nd, hopefully refreshed and ready to roll for another year of CAC Daily ICAST. And let's see if we can't get uh, something going here and maybe get our uh, Bible reading in. We're, we're reading our way through the Old Testament. We're in, actually going to be in 2 Kings chapter 23 today, and uh, we're going to see if we can't get that up and running. Looks like that we got... Uh, something going on here that we'll have to, there it is, it just popped up, 
And uh, so let's see if we can't just get Second Kings chapter 23 going. Today. Chapter 23. And the king sent, and they gathered unto him all the elders of Judah and of Jerusalem. And the king went up into the house of the Lord, and all the men of Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem with him, and the priests and the prophets and all the people, both small and great. And he read in their ears all the words of the book of the covenant, which was found in the house of the Lord. And the king stood by a pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all their heart and all their soul to perform the words of this covenant that were written in this book. And all the people stood to the covenant. And the king commanded Hilkiah the high priest and the priests of the second order and the keepers of the door to bring forth out of the temple of the Lord all the vessels that were made for Baal and for the grove and for all the host of heaven. And he burned them without Jerusalem in the fields of Kidron and carried the ashes of them unto Bethel. And he put down the idolatrous priests whom the kings of Judah had ordained to burn incense in the high places in the cities of Judah and in the places round about Jerusalem, them also that burned incense unto Baal, to the sun and to the moon, and to the planets and to all the hosts of heaven. And he brought out the grove from the house of the Lord without Jerusalem unto the brook Kidron, and burned it at the brook Kidron, and stamped it small to powder, and cast the powder thereof upon the graves of the children of the people. And he brake down the houses of the Sodomites that were by the house of the Lord, where the women wove hangings for the grove. And he brought all the priests out of the cities of Judah and defiled the high places where the priests had burned incense, from Geba to Beersheba, and brake down the high places of the gates that were in the entering in of the gate of Joshua the governor of the city, which were on a man's left hand at the gate of the city. Nevertheless, the priests of the high places came not up to the altar of the Lord in Jerusalem, but they did eat of the unleavened bread among their brethren. And he defiled Topheth, which is in the valley of the children of Hinnom, that no man might make his son or his daughter to pass through the fire to Moloch. And he took away the horses that the kings of Judah had given to the son at the entering in of the house of the Lord by the chamber of Nathan Melech, the chamberlain, which was in the suburbs, and burned the chariots of the son with fire. And the altars that were on the top of the upper chamber of Ahaz, which the kings of Judah had made, and the altars which Manasseh had made in the two courts of the house of the Lord, did the king beat down and break them down from thence, and cast the dust of them into the brook Kidron. And the high places that were before Jerusalem, which were on the right hand of the Mount of Corruption, which Solomon the king of Israel had builded for Ashtoreth, the abomination of the Zidonians, and for Chemosh, the abomination of the Moabites, and for Milcom, the abomination of the children of Ammon, did the king defile. And he brake in pieces the images, and cut down the groves, and filled their places with the bones of men. Moreover, the altar that was at Bethel, and the high place which Jeroboam the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin, had made, both that altar and the high place he brake down and burned the high place, and stamped it small to powder, 
and burned the grove. And as Josiah turned himself, he spied the sepulchres that were there in the mount, and sent and took the bones out of the sepulchres and burned them upon the altar and polluted it, according to the word of the Lord which the man of God proclaimed, who proclaimed these words. Then he said, What title is that that I see? And the men of the city told him, It is the sepulchre of the man of God which came from Judah, and proclaimed these things that thou hast done against the altar of Bethel. And he said, Let him alone. Let no man move his bones. So they let his bones alone with the bones of the prophet that came out of Samaria. And all the houses also of the high places that were in the cities of Samaria, which the kings of Israel had made to provoke the Lord to anger, Josiah took away and did to them according to all the acts that he had done in Bethel. And he slew all the priests of the high places that were there upon the altars, and burned men's bones upon them, and returned to Jerusalem. And the king commanded all the people, saying, Keep the Passover unto the Lord your God, as it is written in the book of this covenant. Surely there was not holden such a Passover from the days of the judges that judged Israel, nor in all the days of the kings of Israel, nor of the kings of Judah, but in the eighteenth year of King Josiah, wherein this Passover was holden to the Lord in Jerusalem. Moreover, the workers with familiar spirits, and the wizards, and the images, and the idols, and all the abominations that were spied in the land of Judah and in Jerusalem, did Josiah put away that he might perform the words of the law which were written in the book that Hilkiah the priest found in the house of the Lord. And like unto him was there no king before him that turned to the Lord with all his heart and with all his soul and with all his might, according to all the law of Moses, neither after him arose there any like him. Notwithstanding, the Lord turned not from the fierceness of his great wrath, wherewith his anger was kindled against Judah because of all the provocations that Manasseh had provoked him withal. And the Lord said, I will remove Judah also out of my sight as I have removed Israel, and will cast off this city Jerusalem which I have chosen, and the house of which I said, My name shall be there. Now the rest of the acts of Josiah and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? In his days, Pharaoh Necho, king of Egypt, went up against the king of Assyria to the river Euphrates, and king Josiah went against him, and he slew him at Megiddo when he had seen him. And his servants carried him in a chariot dead from Megiddo, and brought him to Jerusalem and buried him in his own sepulcher. And the people of the land took Jehoahaz, the son of Josiah, and anointed him and made him king in his father's stead. Jehoahaz was twenty and three years old when he began to reign, and he reigned three months in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Hamutal, the daughter of Jeremiah of Libna. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his fathers had done. And Pharaoh Necho put him in bands at Riblah in the land of Hamath, that he might not reign in Jerusalem, and put the land to a tribute of an hundred talents of silver, and a talent of gold. And Pharaoh Necho made Eliakim the son of Josiah king in the room of Josiah his father, and turned his name to Jehoiakim, and took Jehoahaz away, 
and he came to Egypt and died there. And Jehoiakim gave the silver and the gold to Pharaoh, but he taxed the land to give the money according to the commandment of Pharaoh. He exacted the silver and the gold of the people of the land of every one according to his taxation to give it unto Pharaoh Necho. Jehoiakim was twenty and five years old when he began to reign, and he reigned eleven years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Zebudah, the daughter of Pediah of Rumah. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his fathers had done. Currently 37 degrees outside my window pane as I look and see that our weather today is going to uh, have a lot of just uh, light snow and uh, it's not so much what is surrounding us right now. We're located uh, right here in East Kentucky, but uh, this surrounding us is not what the problem's going to be. The problem is going to be what you see off to your northwest. That's coming in. And that's supposed to bring a dusting to an inch. But it said that we right here in little old Phelps, East Kentucky, next to the Virginia-West Virginia border, may get as high as one to three inches. So, yeah, that's constantly changing. But we'll just have to wait and see what happens. And uh, let's see what else we can get into here before we have our teaching session. And, of course, if you got a minute, then you got time for 60 seconds with the pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Pastor Richard D. McKinney, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the Pastor. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4 says, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. We all at some time wonder why we're going through what we're going through. We may even feel like we are the only person who has ever gone through this particular thing. But the scripture tells us that we will receive comfort in our time of tribulation and problems. And because we receive comfort in our problems, we can comfort others in their problems. And that was 60 seconds with the pastor. If you got a minute, then you got time for 60 seconds with the pastor. I don't know if you've been catching up on uh, the craziness that's going on in our world of carjacking. You know, that means that somebody that is either stopped at a, a stoplight, a stop sign, or uh, just sitting in a parking lot, uh, they uh, take their car, they steal their car. Well, there's a challenge. It's called the Kia boys challenge and a Lexington woman fell victim to the trend Friday morning or doorbell rang and a ring doorbell rather caught the theft on camera. 
About two o'clock, my son calls me and says, Mom, where's my car? And I said, in front of the house. And he said, no, it's not there. And surveillance, surveillance video shows a car slowly driving past Sims' home at 5.53 a.m. Just before 6 a.m., Sims is seen taking out the trash. Then, just five minutes later, her son's car drives off. And it's all because of uh, some Kia and uh, Hyundai. Uh, I guess that's the way you say it. Hyundai. Models make them easier to steal. So now it's in Lexington they are doing this. This is something that social media promotes, these little carjackings and all of this uh, violence and different things. And so they put it on social media, and it spreads all over the country. And people start doing that. So, yeah, it's in Lexington. That's just uh, about 127 miles from us. So, uh, yeah, it's coming our way. Just craziness going on in the world is all I can say. What time is it? I'll tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC Trivia Question of the Day. CAC Trivia Question of the Day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps radio and television broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on WQHYFM 95.5 out of Prestonsburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net and click on the Listen Live link Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world, that's Q95FM.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can also watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. Well, today's trivia question. Well, guess who did not put today's trivia question up because that would have been the last trivia question we had, maybe last Wednesday. And so let's see if I can update this right quick and give you today's trivia question because we got the results of who murdered Abner and we'll tell you that in just a minute in uh, what city were the uh, disciples first called Christians there we go so that's the current TAC daily ICAST in what city were the disciples first called Christians. And, of course, uh, we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. And speaking of results, we do have the results of our last trivia question. 
And the last trivia question was who murdered Abner? And out of those that participated, it looks like that uh, 88% of you got it correct. Yeah, so we'll give you a hand. And who was it that murdered Abner? And that would have been Joab in 2 Samuel chapter 3, verse number 30. So 88% of you got it correct. That's right. So uh, you can get today's correct. In what city were the disciples first called Christians? And uh, we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. Just a reminder that uh, we will be taken off after tomorrow's broadcast. We will be off the air until January the 2nd. So uh, keep that in mind because uh, we want you to uh, not, uh, you know, be checking every day. And I won't be sending out a, uh, a uh, text. And, you know, you can get on our text and uh, we will uh, keep you informed of what's going on. Uh, you can text at CAC Daily to the number 81010. And when you do that, you get put on the list. So when we have a cancellation, rescheduling, technical difficulties, something happens, we can't get on the air, we'll send you a text. But when we know we're going to take a Christmas break, well, we don't, um, we don't uh, uh, send a text out every day. So uh, those of you that's watching, you're going to know that after tomorrow's broadcast, we'll be off the air until January the 2nd. Yeah, going to take a little break, get rejuvenated, got some traveling we're going to do. My daughter's going to have surgery, and then we're going to have Christmas dinner uh, at her house, and then uh, we're going to have Christmas dinner at our house, and then uh, who knows, I might make another trip Somewhere else. You just never know what I'm going to do. and uh, But we had a great service, set of services yesterday, Sunday school and then church service. Uh, Brother Keith did a great job teaching Sunday school, and then we had a church service at 11, and then we went to Pikeville and had our Pikeville campus, 2 o'clock service, had a great time uh, there exchanged some gifts and uh, gave out some appreciation gifts to all in attendance uh, because of the uh, just appreciation, you know, glad that people are a part of the church and uh, hopefully it was a blessing to all. I want to thank on behalf of my wife and myself, all of those who sent uh, cards, well wishes, uh, greetings, uh, gifts, uh, whatever you gave, and I tell you, we just had a, a, a riot of a laugh uh, because I told a lady in the church that I bought her a hat, and it says, I don't know how to act my age because I've never been this old before. And so it came in just in time to take it to a church on Sunday, and I gave it to her, and uh, the family took some pictures and so uh, me and her, I have one that says, Pastor, warning, uh, anything you say uh, can and will or may end up in a sermon. And uh, I've got it right over here. And it says, uh, 
as this. I'll just get you the correct. Uh, right there it is. It says, uh, Pastor, warning, anything you say or do could be used in a sermon. So uh, she she told me, she said, now, if I have to wear my hat, you have to wear your hat. So we put on our hats, and uh, we uh, took some photos yesterday and had a, had a fun time. So uh, it was, um, uh, you know, the last service that we're having at CAC and PAC until uh, after Christmas. Our next services will be following Christmas, and uh, we're designating the 24th of December as Family Day so that people can spend time Christmas Eve with their family. So uh, we won't be having any service uh, Wednesday night, Sunday, and our next service will be the 26th for our Bible study for the Pikeville campus, and 27th, that's a Wednesday night for CAC. So keep that in mind uh, because a lot of people, uh, you know, we always call off when Christmas hits on Sunday or Christmas Eve, we always take that off because we want family to spend time with each other. And, uh, you know, the first Christmas, it was family that spent time together. That's right. When Jesus was born, it was Mary and Joseph. And then, uh, of course, later the wise men and the shepherds. But um, it was uh, something that was just a family environment. And the first family, Adam and Eve, they were the first church. So they spent family time together. So, uh, yes, uh, there's nothing in the Bible that says we have to have service on the 24th or 25th. And so um, tradition, sometimes people get uh, tradition mixed up with some of the things that's going on. But uh, anyway, uh, I do want to squeeze one more thing in here before we get into our study. And of course, we're studying in the book of Revelation, and uh, we're uh, going to be studying chapter 14 and verse number 14, but uh, we wanted to... uh, try to squeeze one more little thing in here. And this is just the Commonwealth Minute, so it won't take but just a minute. Here we go. Welcome to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. Governor Andy Beshear was inaugurated for a second term as Kentucky's chief executive. He held up love, compassion, and empathy as the right responses to political division. Beshear said that we can achieve our collective dream of a true and better Kentucky grounded in faith. The governor's words were admirable, but his first-term policies didn't live up to them. Closing churches doesn't reflect a strong commitment to religious freedom or the importance of Christian liberty. Promoting gender ideology in public schools and misrepresenting pro-life views don't support families, nor do they find common political ground. The governor spoke of the hope of eternal life with reference to his deceased predecessors. Now let's hope that his second term is marked by an awareness of his and each of our accountability to God and a commitment to representing values grounded in eternal truth. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at CPC for Kentucky and on the web at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. And that is the Commonwealth Policy Center, the Commonwealth Minute. Richard Nelson asked us to air these on our broadcast, so we do. 
Um, well, let's see what else we got. It's time for us to take our little break. And the reason we take a break, we got to clear up the lag so we can record our teaching session, put it on the archives, and people can watch it on their own time frame. So don't touch at any key and don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome to a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net, whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. I appreciate you joining us today from the East Coast, the West Coast, and around the world as we have a little bit of um, home Bible study 21st century style. Uh, We took a few days off last week, and we also want to make mention that uh, after tomorrow, Tuesday's broadcast, we'll be taking off to... January the 2nd. So keep that in mind. We're taking off uh, for the Christmas break, New Year's break. And uh, so uh, we're just going to take off and kind of uh, do some things that we need and rest up and just be ready to jump back in January the 2nd and uh, have a good time uh, in 2024. Yeah. So uh, with that said, uh, we want to jump right into today's uh, study. Of course, we're picking up where we left off. Uh, That would have been Wednesday of last week, and uh, we took Thursday and Friday off. So uh, let's pick up where we left off on Wednesday. 
And it begins to read in Revelation chapter 14 and verse number 14. And I, I looked and behold a white cloud, and upon the cloud one sat like unto the Son of Man, having his head uh, on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, Thrust in thy sickle and reap, for the time is come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. And he that sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. And an, another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven, he also having a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of from the altar, which had power over fire, and cried with a loud voice to him that had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in thy sharp sickle, and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. And the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth, and gathered the vine of the earth, and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trodden without the city, and blood came out of the winepress even unto the horses or the horse bridles by the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs. Now, I want to stop right there because that does conclude uh, Revelation chapter 14. But looking at this, we can see that it is the time of judgment. The wrath of God is being poured out. Uh, judgment is coming. Uh, you can't get away from it. You're not going to sidestep it. But we want to uh, study this today and finish uh, chapter 14 as we work our way through Revelation. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence and thank you for this opportunity that you blessed us to utilize this platform to teach your word. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to rightly divide the word of truth, expound it fully, that we may all leave this broadcast with more knowledge than we came. And Lord, I always want to uh, rightly divide the word of truth. So if I misrepresent or misquote anything, help me to make it right because I want to speak your word in truth. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus Amen, amen. Well, looking at uh, verse number 14, and I'll back up to that because I want to uh, just kind of start where we see that uh, there is a white cloud, and upon the white cloud, one sat. And, uh, of course, uh, this is uh, a time when the one that is sitting upon the white cloud on his head is a golden crown and is in his hand is a sharp sickle. Now, uh, some, I guess, have a hard time seeing Jesus as the one gathering the harvest here. And, uh, they have a hard time with Jesus responding to another angel who came out of the temple, but uh, you know it, it's highly unlikely that this is talking about anyone else. Uh, that that this is referring, and, and you know uh, you may lean toward the others that say uh, you know 
Jesus wouldn't be taking orders from nobody. And, uh, you know, uh, why would he be, uh, you know, gathering in? But uh, just look at the description. It's, it's a white cloud, a white cloud, which always represents, white always represents righteousness, uh, holiness. Uh, so it's a white cloud, and upon the cloud, one, one sat. And uh, like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown. Um, you know, no one else would have a golden crown. Uh, because Jesus is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And so um, I feel that this is, uh, you know, uh, seeing uh, Jesus in all authority. Remember, this is uh, revelation is just the revelation of Jesus Christ. So I see this as him having power and authority to uh, execute judgment to execute uh, judgment and reaping. And, and uh, you know, uh, I just think that this is all uh, prophecy that can be understood, not something that is too far out there that you can't uh, comprehend what it's talking about. A white cloud, one that sits on the cloud, and he has a golden uh, crown up on his head, and in his hand, a sharp sickle, which means he has the power and the authority to thrust in the sickle and to, uh, you know, um, um, execute judgment. So uh, I don't have a hard time believing that this is in reference to uh, the Lord having power and might and authority to execute judgment. I, I see it very plainly. You may see it very plainly, but uh, just one, one person made a note and said that some uh, just find it hard uh, because they say, well, he's, he's responding to another angel uh, who came out of the temple and uh, all of this. But uh, uh, it's, it's unlikely that anyone who is uh, wearing a golden crown and referred to as uh, likened to the Son of Man is uh, anyone else but Jesus. So uh, with that said, then we see that he puts in the sharp sickle, but then another angel comes out from where? Out of the temple and crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud. And the cry is, thrust in thy sickle and reap, for the time has come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So when I see this, I see judgment. I see authority. Um, the ancient Greek word for ripe has a negative sense uh, to become dry or withered. So uh you know, in the Greek, it's not so much as uh, plump and and uh, ready as far as what we would look at fruit being ripe, ready to pick. It's um, in the Greek, it has kind of a negative sense, and it says to become dry or withered. The idea is something that is 
kind of overripe. And this means that God will judge the earth only when it is at that point where judgment is going to be given and there's there's no, uh, I, I guess you could say the right time. There, there, we think, well, there's no right time for judgment, but there is a right time. And I would like to say that the right time for judgment is in the hands of God, is in his time frame. And when he sees that it's time, judgment begins. And, and once judgment begins, there's no time out. There's no calling it quits. There's no saying wait. So always remember that because as we study this, we have to understand that um, we got to remember that evil has a harvest as well as good has a harvest. There's going to be evil that is going to be, you know, judgment and, and even the, the, good are going to be harvested. You, you can look at, uh, you know, uh, judgment. You got the judgment seat of Christ. You got the judgment, the great white throne judgment. You've got, uh, you've got uh, a, a time when uh, people are going to be judged for the things done in this life, as well as those wicked dead that's going to be raised to be judged at the great white throne judgment. So you can see how that this is playing out in reference to these judgments. And so it says um, in Revelation 14 and, and verse number, let's go to verse 16. He that sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. And then another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven, he also having a sharp sickle. And what does he do? Uh, he comes and uh, another angel came out from the altar, which had power over fire and cried with a loud voice to him that had the sharp sickle saying, thrust in thy sickle. And what? Gather the clusters of the vine of the earth for her grapes are fully ripe. So here we see one sitting on a white cloud with a golden crown and a sickle in his hand, and he thrusts in and gathers. And then we see an angel coming out of the temple, and we see an angel coming out from under the altar or from the altar. And we see that this angel that comes out from the altar had power over fire. But also we see that he cries with a loud voice to him that has the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in thy sickle and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. So we see this judgment. And, and you know, you can talk about who's the angel, who's uh, the other angel, uh, what uh, angel coming out of the altar represents and what an angel coming out of the temple represents. And you can talk about those things, but those things are not explained. So we're not going to try to speculate. We're just going to say judgment is coming. And, and judgment is coming for the whole world, 
not just not just part of the world, not just a certain area, but it's coming for the whole world. And so I see this as judgment, judgment being uh, meted out. And, uh, and, and, you know, if you look at it in that way, you can say everything we see, judgments being meted out. And then we see something else. The angel thrust in his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and cast it where? Into the great wine press of the wrath of God. Now, to understand that illustration, what people would do in biblical times, they would take and uh, they would take grapes and they would put them in a wine press. And that wine press would squeeze the grapes until the juice ran out. That's right. The wine press was used to squeeze grapes, and and once the grapes were squeezed, uh, then the the uh, juice would flow out of the wine press. Well, this wine press, even though it's called a wine press, is not for grapes, but it's for the harvest of the earth that are going to be placed in this great wine press. And it doesn't give us any um, error, any room to make error. Uh, it is the wine press of the wrath of God. And what happens? Well, in this particular wine press, we see that the wine press was trodden without the city, and blood came out of the wine press. This means judgment, death. Uh, you know, uh, just as grapes were put in a wine press and pressed and juice came out, this judgment is going to be uh, men, people, placed in the wine press of the wrath of God. And when that is pressed, also there's going to be a flowing, but it ain't going to be grape juice. It's going to be the blood came out of the wine press, even to the horse's bridles. You know, you know, the bridle of a horse is pretty tall. I mean, we're talking a lot of blood flowing, and it flowed uh, by the space of 1,600 furlongs. Now, um, when I look at this, um, and, and I want to try to uh, give us a little understanding of the length and what this means, uh, and I'll just have to go by what most Bible scholars say and uh, what they refer to. Uh, when this blood comes out of the wine press up to the horse's bridles for 1,600 furlongs, uh, this describes a picture of tremendous carnage. Um, tremendous defeat, if you will, uh, tremendous judgment. Um, there, there is a, um, a, um, I guess measuring biblical measuring that in ancient times, a battle area extending 1,600 furlongs approximately 200 miles was beyond all known conflict 
but not in modern warfare. So the area covered 1,600 furlongs, and that's approximately 200 miles, and specifies that the area within a 200-mile radius from Jerusalem will be gathered for this this, um, bloodshed, if you will. Now, uh, this is a vivid, powerful description of the judgment of God. Very vivid. The blood flowing to the bridles, horses' bridles, and flowing for approximately, according to measurements of some scholars, 200 miles, and a 200-mile maybe radius. So this is a very vivid description that shows a complete judgment. And um, it, it's um, seen with, with a complete annihilation, if you will, a complete defeat, a complete judgment. No one will escape. No one will escape this judgment. And that's why we got to live right. That's why we got to live according to the word. You don't want to experience the wrath of God. And the church will never, never experience the wrath of God. So all these people that think, well, that, you know, the church will be around and all this, the church will never experience the wrath of God. But this wrath that's being poured out, this this wine press of the wrath of God, Mankind is not going to escape. All of those that have been rebellious, all of those that have uh, refused the Lord, all of those that are gathered uh, in these last days to do evil, yeah, they're going to be reaped. And, uh, you know, I I tell people this when I hear the word reap. um, You know, sometimes people like to say, well, they're reaping what they sowed. And they always use the negative side, right? They always talk about somebody's getting paid back for what they did. But you know that people reap good things also? That's right. If you sow good things, you reap good things. So you can also look at somebody and say they're reaping what they sowed because they're reaping good things. They're reaping uh, the blessings of God instead of the wrath of God. I don't know which side everybody's going to be on. All I know is what Brother Richard's going to do. I'm going to do my best to be on the side to reap the blessings of God, the deliverance of the Lord, the 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 rapture, if you will, of the church, rather than saying, well, you know, uh, the wrath of the winepress of God's going to be uh, implemented and the bloodshed's going to be so so much it's it's a vivid vivid picture of the powerful judgment of god and that's what i get from this and you know sometimes people say well you know uh, i think that uh, this means that and the angel coming out of the altar means one thing or the angel coming out of the temple means another and and the one like son of man sitting on a white cloud uh, means something else I just want us to understand all of this is telling us about the judgment, the reaping, the harvest of the earth, if you will, 
And so therefore, if, if the harvest of the earth and all these, uh, you know, uh, angels are, are uh, reaping and casting into the wine press of the wrath of God, all you got to know is judgment is coming. Judgment is coming. And I believe the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ has the power to implement that judgment. I hope you believe that too. And uh, so remember, revelation is simply the revelation of Jesus Christ. Well, that ends chapter 14. We'll pick up on chapter 15 uh, tomorrow and maybe not get too far into it because uh, we're taking our break, our uh, Christmas New Year's break. So after tomorrow's broadcast, and we may do something completely different instead of getting into uh, some uh, lesson and then have to uh, be gone a week and a half or so, and then uh, everybody comes back and we forget what we studied. So we may wait until January the 2nd to go into chapter 15, but we'll have a broadcast tomorrow, and we want you to be a part of it. So uh, as we close today, I want us to go to the Lord in prayer, and I want us to just pray that we will be on the side of the blessings of God. I want to be raptured out of here. I want to be ready to meet him in the air. I want to escape all the chaos that's going on this, that will go on on this earth. Because when judgment is poured out, no one escapes the judgment. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for the study today. I pray that we have rightly divided the word of truth, expounded it fully. I pray, Lord, that if we have misquoted, misrepresented your word in any way, that you would forgive us, Lord, and we'll be able to expound it and explain it rightly. Because, Lord, I want to, I want to teach your word. I want to expound your word so that everyone will understand that the first and foremost thing we need to do is be ready and serve you today so that we won't be in that time when wrath is being poured out. Help us all, Lord, to be ready, to stay ready. And if somebody's not ready today, help them to get ready. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus, we ask and pray. I hope you've enjoyed the teaching session today. And uh, like I say, uh, we're going to be taking off a Christmas break, but we'll have a broadcast tomorrow. And, uh, of course, uh, uh, with the broadcast uh, tomorrow, we may do something a little different, maybe talk about uh, uh, teach a lesson on the birth of Christ, and, and that might be a good thing to to uh, talk about, but uh, we'll have something for you tomorrow word-wise. I'm always a believer that every church service should have some preaching and every broadcast should have some words. So uh, we hope that you will get to join us tomorrow. In case you don't, uh, we want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from all of us right here at CAC Daily Icast. We do have our trivia question up and running. In what city were the disciples first called Christians? And I gotta take that, uh, that number eight out.
has nothing to do with anything. Well, until tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., everybody have a great day because we are out of here. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.